0: Greetings, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we thank God for another opportunity to be in his presence in these very challenging times. Shall we bow down and pray? Our Father, we thank you for bringing us together once more into your presence. We do not take for granted the gift of life that we have today. We ask that as we sit at your feet once more, that your word will indeed throw light onto our path, O oh God, and show the light to our feet that we will continue to walk to please you and make decisions and priorities that will please you every day of our lives. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So uh, today we are sharing on the topic, setting your priorities right. Setting your priorities right. And this is a part of the celebration of the Women's Week heading towards the Mother's Day final celebration on Sunday. And we will be discussing this topic, which is part of the theme. We will begin by looking at some definitions we will look at the definition of priority. And priority is defined as a thing that is regarded or treated as more important than others or has a right to proceed before other things. Then when we look at the word prioritization, it is the process of deciding on the importance of things. So, basically, ordering things in the order of which one should come first, which should come next, which should come next, and so on. Before we proceed further, we will need to note these fundamental truths. The first of these truths is that each of us has an assignment on this earth, and we must focus on that assignment, and we must finish it. In John chapter 4 verse 34, Jesus said to them, My meat is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. So Jesus had a focus for what he was supposed to do while on earth. And at the end of his life, in John chapter 19 verse 30, Jesus cried out on the cross, and after he had bowed his head, he cried out on the cross, and he said, It is finished, which means that he had finished the work that he came to do. Paul also, at the end of his life, was able to say in 2 Timothy 4, verse 7, that I have fought the good fight, I have finished my course, and I have kept the faith. He was very clear that what he came to do, he had finished it. So an important truth we ought to note is that each one of us has an assignment on this earth. We must focus on that assignment and not be distracted and finish it as Jesus and Paul did. The second truth we must acknowledge or we must recognize is that we as human beings are limited with limited resources at our disposal. So if we do not prioritize, Certain important things will suffer. We are not omniscient. We are not omnipresent. We are not omnipotent as God is. We are very much limited in what we can do and what we have at our disposal. So there is a need to prioritize and set our priorities right. The third truth we must recognize, that whatever we treasure is what we will focus on. Matthew 6 verse 21 says that for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So what we treasure is what we will focus on. So these truths are very important in our discussion today. Before we go further, we want to ask ourselves, what do I treasure in life? What is it that takes my attention in life? Is it pleasing God? Is it enjoying the praise of men? Is it possessions that take my attention and my focus? Is it money? Is it career? Is it marriage? Is it football? Is it politics? Is it the children that God himself has given me as gifts that take my attention and that is my priority? we want to spend a minute to ask ourselves, what do I treasure most? I'll give you just a few minutes. Just ask yourself, while I also ask myself, what do I treasure most in life? So having acknowledged to ourselves what we treasure most in life at this point, and having acknowledged the fact That is important to prioritize. We need to know what should guide our prioritization. Maybe we have a priority at this time. Is it guided by what it should be guided by? We want to discuss what should guide our prioritization. And I will focus this on five things that we should be guided by. These include the word of God first of all the Holy Spirit second, general principles of right and wrong, laid down laws, regulations, guidelines, and standard operating procedures, and then finally our conscience. So these five things, uh, among others, guide us in our prioritization. Now let's take them one by one. We will start with the Word of God. The Word of God should be our guide overall. Simply because God's word is our manual for this life as children of God. And God has the master plan for our lives. He says in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven that I know the plans that I have for you. Plans of good and not of evil. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you Unexpected end. So God has a master plan for my life. He has a master plan for your life. And the more we align with his plan, the better off we are and the better it is for us. So let's see a few things that the word of God says about priority. And we will look at a few scriptures to illustrate this. The Word of God talks about priority in what to seek in life. And we will find this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. It says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So God makes a distinction between other things that are around us in life and His kingdom. And he he asked us to seek first his kingdom. That should be the priority. Overall, our priority should be seeking God's kingdom. And everything else will fall in line. The second thing that God talks about in his word is about which commandments to prioritize. There are many things in the word of God. Many things that God is asking us to do in his word. But he seeks to guide us into what is priority as we look at the commandments he gives us. And when we look in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to 40, Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. This is the first and great commandment. And second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Of these two, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So in his word, God shows us how to prioritize the many things he has asked us to do and to figure out when we are in doubt, which order we should put it, things in. And the first is God first, and the next is our neighbor. God also gives us some guidance in his word about what he values. And if we look at First Samuel chapter 15, verse 22, Samuel told Saul, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice, as in obeying the voice of God? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. And when we look at Matthew 5:24 as well, he says that even when we are bringing our gifts to the altar, and we realize that there's a problem between us and our brother, he says, leave there thy gifts before the altar, and go thy way. First, be reconciled to thy brother, and then come. And offer thy gifts. Which means that God values obedience. He values reconciliation and peace among brethren. More than gifts and offerings and sacrifices which we bring to him. The fourth thing that God tells us that gives us an insight into what his value system is. Is the use of our income. In Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. It says that honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the first fruits of all thy increase. When your income has come in, first give to me what is mine, the tithe. Offer it to me first before you do every other thing. So really God has given us a holistic view of what we should prioritize and guidance as to how we should prioritize things in his word. So overall, our prioritization should be guided by the Word of God. Secondly, our prioritization should be guided by the Holy Spirit who lives in us. This is the major role the Holy Spirit plays in our lives. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth and He will show us things to come. In John chapter 16 Verse 13, it says that howbeit when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. So the Holy Spirit plays a major role in what we are to do. Because he will tell us what to do. In Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21, that scripture is is a scripture I rely on so much. In, In that scripture, it is very clear. God tells us, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it whenever you turn to the right or whenever you turn to the left. It means that God, the Holy Spirit in us will give us guidance. Which way to turn, whether to the left or to the right. And we will hear clearly how we should do things, which step we should take next. So God gives us this assurance, and this guidance comes from the Holy Spirit. Thirdly, we mentioned that we should be guided by principles of right and wrong and of morality. Romans chapter 1, verse 18 to 19 says that for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them for God has shown it to them. I want to emphasize on this second part. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them For God has shown it to them. So God has revealed to us in our hearts what should be known of him. So implicitly in our hearts, we know what is right. We know what is wrong. And we should be able to separate right from wrong. So we should be guided by these principles of right and wrong. We should also be guided by lay down laws and regulations of the land. Indeed, the laws in the courts that we have are actually based on the word of God. For example, in the workplace, there are laid down regulations as things should be done, and procedures and everything that should be done. If we are in a workplace, we should be subject to that authority to do the right things, when they should be done. There are also organograms, for instance, in a workplace, as to who to report to, who reports to who. And those ones are easy and clearly written down and should be followed. A very basic example is people should sign in when they enter the workplace before they settle down. We shouldn't settle down first before going to go and sign because that is the procedure. So there are rules, there are guidelines, there are standard operating procedures, there are regulations as to how we should do things. And these also guide what we do and when we do them. Finally, one thing that should guide us in setting our priority is our own conscience. And I will hasten to say that if our conscience is not seared or It is not dead. We can rely on our own conscience to also guide us and to convict us when we are doing the wrong thing or we are heading the wrong way. Because God has placed that in us also to help us to know what to do. If we have allowed our conscience to be seared or to die, then we cannot rely on that conscience to guide us in any way. So that is a, a caveat to what I'm saying. So let's note this. In prioritizing, we should not also lose balance and leave other things undone because a false balance is an abomination to God. So once we recognize that this is the priority, it doesn't mean that once we get hold of the priority, we must leave all other things undone because a false balance is an abomination to God. The only thing is that we must set things in order. Do all of them, but do first things first, second things second, third things second, third, and then, and so on. So that we put things in order and give importance to that we should come first. For, I will give an example about my own life. At the end of my medical school training, I needed to select a path a career path in terms of specialization. And I had a choice to do many things. I could go the clinical way. I could go into public health or any other way I wanted to. In fact, I had a lot of options. But I chose the path I have chosen now, which is public health, because I realized that that gave me the opportunity to serve God and also to have time for family concurrently. And so that would allow me some free time so I can do my service to God, which was important to me because first was God, second was the family, and third was the career in my estimation. And so that gave me the option to do all of these things, still keeping the order that needed to be kept. And, so my, and that path that I have chosen... I haven't regretted it because in the midst of choosing that path, God has honored his name and has still glorified himself in my life. And so this is an example of how I made a decision concerning my career path. The hymn writer rightly said, Make you his service your delight and your wants shall be his care." And I have truly experienced this from the hand of God. There were a few um, stories that Jesus told to illustrate priority setting. There was a wedding feast that was called. And we find that in Matthew chapter 22. We will look at verse 1 to 3. I will tell you part of the story and then show you the key scriptures I want to show you. In Matthew 22 verse 1 to 3 it says that, And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables, and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain man which made a marriage for his son and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. In short, the people he invited refused to come, and therefore the, the master of the wedding said to his servants, Go to the highways, go to the byways, Go and find anybody who is ready and bid them to come to my feast. So he sent the people all around and they brought people in. And when they were entering, they were supposed to put on a wedding garment at the gate. They would be given a garment. If they came through the right way, they would get a garment, put that on first before they enter the place. Now let's look at verse 8, verse 11 to 13. And when the king came in to see the guest, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. This man was sitting in the room. He hadn't done the first things first. He hadn't put on a wedding garment. And he said unto him, Friend, how camest thou in not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away. Cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This man did not do the first thing first. The first was, put on your wedding garment. The second was, come and enjoy the feast. He chose to come and enjoy the feast first before going to put on his wedding garment. He was thrown out. The second scripture that I will show illustrating what Jesus said, was in, uh, what Jesus said to illustrate priority setting. It's in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. Now it came to pass, as they went, that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet, And heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Jesus told Martha, you are careful and troubled about many things. You are not setting a priority on what is most important. Many things are worrying you. Many things are distracting you. But Mary has been able to settle on what is priority. And she has selected it, and that is what she's doing right now. And that will never be taken away from her. So this was Jesus' major illustration on priority setting that we see in the Bible. Now, having talked about what priority setting, what should guide our priority setting, and illustrations from the scripture from Jesus himself on what is most important, there are some red flags that we ought to watch in prioritization. Usually the things that are unseen are likely to be relegated as against things that we see around us. And that is a red flag. That is something we should watch out for. That if we are not careful in our prioritization we may prioritize things that we can see with our eyes as against things that are unseen. And the things that are unseen often are of more eternal value than the things we see, which are usually of temporal or a temporary value. They last a short time and they are gone. But the things that are unseen often have eternal value. And we need to watch out for this red flag. The second red flag we ought to watch out for is that if we are not careful, things that are urgent are likely to take precedence over things that are important. Things that are urgent may take precedence over things that are important. It's not all urgent things that are important. They may be urgent, but they may not be the most important thing at that time. So we need to watch out for this also, that we do not allow urgency to control what we select as priority. It is important that we must control what we select as priority. The third red flag that we need to watch out for in prioritization is that if we are not careful... Pleasing men may take priority over pleasing God simply because we can see men around us. We can see their faces. We can see their displeasure. Somehow, it seems we do not see God's face that clearly. And once we don't see it, we are. it's easy for us to try to please men so we can pacify them rather than God. And that is a red flag we must watch out that we do not please men rather than God. It is a red flag to watch out for. The fourth red flag that I will highlight is priorities being based on tangible or intangible personal gain. Sometimes our priorities are based on where we think we will get more out of or who we think will benefit us more. So either tangible or intangible personal game can guide our priority settle. And that is a red flag. So I've talked about four key things that we should watch out for, things that are unseen, being relegated for things that we can see, urgent things, taking precedence over important things, pleasing men taking precedence over pleasing God, and priorities being based on benefits tangible or intangible from people, rather than what God has asked us to do. So these red flags, we must watch as we prioritize. There may be a price to pay for prioritization or some consequence. We may have to pay a price. There's a price to pay for every decision we make. The first one is that it may lead to offenses. Some people may not be happy with the decisions that we have made. We could see that Martha was very unhappy with Mary, that she had chosen to sit at the feet of Jesus when she thought she should be with her going round and round serving people. So people may not be happy with the decisions or the priorities we have picked, and that we must be aware of. That is one of the prizes we have to pay. Part of the price we have to pay. Also, it may seem that if we, we may seem as if we are too rigid at times. When we insist on giving priority to what should come first, we may look rigid to people. People may say, we are changed. You are too stiff. You are too rigid. And we must bear that in mind that that can happen. It is a price to pay. It may also seem sometimes, that we are wasting time, particularly if we prioritize the things of God. A lot of people see prioritization of the things of God as wasting time in this life, that you are wasting time, you could have been doing this, you could have been doing this business, why are you in the house of God praying, why are you attending the meeting instead of doing this or that. So other people who look at us may think, that we are wasting time, but I assure you that God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love. Sometimes also it may seem to others or even to ourselves that we are being left behind. As we prioritize, we may look as if we are being left behind and others are going faster or moving on once we are left behind. But I say to you, if you have really aligned yourself with what God's word says and you have kept in line with God's word and you have prioritized according to God's word, do not worry. God is faithful. He makes all things beautiful in his time. So in conclusion, we have discussed the fact that prioritization is important Primarily because we are here on this earth with a mission and something to do before we leave here. And God has given us something and he has a plan for our lives. We also are not omnipotent, omniscient. We are not unlimited. We are limited. And therefore, we need to set priorities and focus on the things that are important faith. However, for us as children of God, sometimes in trying to prioritise, things seem to look the same. Some parts or some decisions seem to look the same. They look almost as if both of them are things that God would approve of. When it comes to those situations, what becomes very critical is our intimacy with the Word of God. And our intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Our intimacy with the Word of God helps us because God's Word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to divide between soul and spirit and between the joints and the marrow. And so we'll be able to distinguish what to do at what time. Same as, as I said, Solomon was able to distinguish between which of the mothers were, was the right mother for the baby in front of him. Our ability to hear from the Holy Spirit is also very critical in such situations because those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. As we listen to the Holy Spirit and we hear His voice, telling us whether to turn to the left, or to the right in every situation, we will be able to make the right choices and prioritize appropriately, such that at the end, we will be able to say with Paul that I have fought the good fight, I have finished my race, I have finished my course, and henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. May the Lord bless all of us as we seek, to walk in line with His plan and His purpose for our lives, even as we seek to prioritize such that we do not get distracted of the race that we are running. Shall we pray? Our Father, we thank You for Your Word, which is a guide unto our feet, O God, which shows us what to do at every stage in our lives, We thank you that you did not leave us alone, without any guide. But when Jesus left, he sent us the Holy Spirit, who is our counselor, who is our guide, who is able to show us what to do and what not to do. I ask, O God, that you cause each one of us, help us to be alert to the voice of the Holy Spirit in our decision-making And in our prioritization, that we will be intimate with your word, O God. That the Holy Spirit will use your word even to guide us and his voice in our ear. That we will be able to do that which pleases you and that which is priority. And do the first things first. We thank you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.